This is Real Sex with Dr. Noel. I'm Dr. Noel Pomeroy, a clinical sexologist and licensed mental health counselor. I'm going to be talking to guests about sex scenes from movies and TV that they find the most memorable. Maybe because it's caused them to have a personal epiphany. It could be a scene they watched hundreds of times for personal research. Or it could be the first time they ever learned a single thing about sex. Let's find out. Today's guest has such a special place in my heart. He is a longtime friend who is deservedly one of the most well-liked people I've ever encountered. He's kind, talented, and smart as a whip, a great dad, wonderful husband, and he happens to be an actor and voiceover artist, Larry Heron. Not all of that is true, but I like the way it sounded. (laughs) 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 It's so good to be with you. It's so good to be with you. Oh my gosh. We've been friends. I know we don't see each other very often because we live on opposite sides of the country, but we've been friends for 21 years. Oh, you did the math. That's a, we're now, whenever I think of time and and sequences like that, I'm like, that's someone who could have been born when we first met and now he can buy alcohol. That's what I think. Yeah, you couldn't when we first met. And so before I became a therapist and before you became who the wonderful person you are today, we were both in broadcasting together and we worked on the same small town rock morning show. Yeah, Rock 107. Yeah, Rock 107 in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And I remember one time having to take you out somewhere where you were going to drink an entire gallon of milk in a short period of time. Oh, I knew you were going to mention that one. It was a, well, yeah, you were the news person, right? You kept the whole morning show legit with just like actual (laughs) facts and data, not just buffoonery that we were doing. And then the two main bananas sent me out and I always went out and did crazy stuff. And there was this weird thing in the story where they said, hey, uh, no human can drink a gallon of milk in an hour. It's just absolutely scientifically impossible. So, you know, my guts were still young and healthy then. I was like, I'll do it. So I went out and drank a gallon of milk and never, I almost got a lactose intolerance for the rest of my life from that instance. Yeah, I have to say it was the first time I'd ever seen a black person turn green. (laughs) <laughs> until the black hulk comes out in five years maybe. That's it. <laughs> black hulk 2024 i'm auditioning for it we'll find out <laughs> if we get it so let's start with um trading places 1983 you oh. pointed this as being memorable to you how so yes so so it's 1983 now i didn't see it in 83 i would have been three years old but whenever I did see it, like late 80s, probably 87, 88, mm-hmm. uh, it, Jamie Lee Curtis, right? This is one of the first things that like really set her career off. She was a great actress, by the way. But you had this scene and no one expected it. I mean, we knew it was like Eddie Murphy comedy, right? It's the Eddie Murphy movie. But as a kid watching it and suddenly with no warning, you tur- she turns around and to this day, you see the scene. It's like, that's a work of art. That's an Adonis. It was beautiful. And you didn't see it coming. And it wasn't like she reached for a shirt to try to cover up really quickly. Like obviously Eddie or whoever directed wanted us to just soak it in, accept it. It's beautiful. And then on with the rest of the show. Yeah, she takes off her dress and these beautiful breasts. Beautiful breasts, beautiful breasts. Just, I 
I didn't even know what beautiful breasts was at that age, but I did after that moment. So does that spoil you for the rest of the breasts you see for the rest of your life? If that is the first set you see? Never been the same. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, it was, it set the bench mark so high that I thought they all had to have that same perkiness. They all had to have same cup size and shape. Mm -hmm. And I think later in life, I probably discovered like, oh, you know, big, small, different, you know, dimensions. It's like, they can all be really beautiful. But that was the first time in my life where it wasn't like side boob, some lady at the grocery store, you kind of saw something. It was like full on beautiful and she was okay with it, which made me feel okay with it. Mm -hmm. It was, oh God, I'll never forget that moment. Yeah, and she's a woman who's had some beautiful body scenes in some of the movies that she's done. I, yeah. I don't think she got naked, but in True Lies, she had a really great dance. Yes, that red, that dress she was wearing. It was, was black, like but it was- Black dress. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, she was all yeah. librarian-like and all of a sudden sex pot. There's, there's a, the attitude that she had with that and other scenes that you just mentioned is like, she's fully aware that like, we're, we're looking at it. She knows it's beautiful but she doesn't play to her breasts. She's just like, yeah, I know it's beautiful. And I'm going to continue the scene and be in it with the people. And I'm not pushing them in your face necessarily. Mm -hmm. Not that I would object if I was <laughs> in the scene, but you know, it was, she had a confidence about her. She really she, does. Yeah, yeah. Confidence about her. It's so sexy. So mm -hmm. sexy. Speaking of sexy, but in a very unusual way i let's talk yeah. about the scene that you told uh, you wanted to talk about from monster's ball the film yeah. from 2001 halle berry and billy bob thornton which oh. off the bat just hearing those two names together i think huh right right the unexpected again the, the common theme here between these two is this unexpected like wait these two are gonna do it now if if billy bob thornton has a shot with her lord knows i do <laughs> That was a part of my, I think that's a part of why it stuck out in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and then the scene itself is just so, I mean, it starts, it's so awkward and there's a something mental going on with her and it's almost like they're giving each other medicine via sex in a way. It's Absolutely. So, so they've yeah. both had their children die. Right. His old adult son committed suicide. Her younger son was uh, hit by a car and died and mm -hmm. her husband or boyfriend had um, been uh, executed on death row. So mm -hmm. she's really grieving and I have a clip of it here because it is a very odd mix of grief and sex. Love, something. You make me feel good. Can you make me feel good? Can you make me feel good? Make me feel good. So that's odd. Yes. Yes. It's odd. There's a part when I relooked at it the other day, because you know, I knew I was coming on. Um, I thought to myself, I was like, first of all, I was like, God, why did I tell her that? Like that is a jacked up sex scene. But there's something carnal innate I don't know if you want to say animalistic about it that's like you know shed aside all our cerebral what have you's and it's like you know I need this shot of dopamine that sex will give me to make mm -hmm. me feel better in this moment because all these tragedies you just laid out there's and I don't fully understand it but it's 
it's visceral. It's, it's a very visceral scene for me anyways. Absolutely. And I think it's an upsetting mix of grief. Yes. Well, I don't even think it's an upsetting mix of grief and sex. It's just an upsetting amount of grief to witness. Yes. Yes. And she's basically medicating herself in that moment. Like, yes, I want to turn off the brain and live in my body because the brain is too painful right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you see Chris Rock in New Jack City, he's got a pipe and he's smoking it. And that's how he's, you know, but in this movie, it's it's physical interaction that is her vice or device or way to just like maybe numb it or get through this moment. Mm -hmm. And I suspect for Billy Bob Thornton, it's kind of the same for, for whatever his motivations are. Like he needs something from her too. And there's, to me, that, that's the thing with sex that's so interesting is like, we, we feel guilty, but I feel like most of us know that like there was something to be given and had from a round of sex, from just sexual, you know, exploits yeah it's interesting yeah and he even says at the end of the scene that's the first time i felt something in a very long time yeah because he's completely numb because she needed she needed him mm -hmm. right and there is as a human being we all know it feels good when somebody needs you Mm -hmm. and hey if you get a little bonus on the side it's like okay i can get through the day now you know yes and what's interesting too is that I not to focus solely on looks, but you know, Halle Berry is this beauty. Yeah. This character was kind of run down. Yeah. They had Halle Berry probably with no makeup on and then like reverse makeup. <laughs> like even <laughs> make her look rough. You know, her hair looked really rough. But it was so interesting because her body is still yes. just such a specimen. So it yeah. was sort of, and to see her in action in that scene, like all the things about her character kind of like go away and she's just this beautiful being like appreciating another person's body yeah yeah and I think it's I mean I correct me if I'm wrong but I she doesn't do a whole lot of racy skinny sex scene stuff so I think we knew when the movie came out we all knew that like there's some kind of a sex scene with Holly Berry okay Mm -hmm. um and then when it gets going I remember going back and forth between oh, her character, we just broke down like what her character needs from this sex, blah, blah, blah. But there's also part of me that's like, this may be the only time I see Holly Berry naked doing this. Like if you find her attractive, this is your shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a scene of her topless in Swordfish, uh, the John Travolta movie. Oh, yeah. And she got $500,000 for showing her breasts. And literally she's reading a book, sitting in like a Barca lounger. She puts the book down, her breasts are exposed and she puts it back up. So I was hopefully the fastest half a million dollars she's ever made because half a million bucks. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. But I see um, a lot of people who do different things to numb themselves from feeling things. You'll you'll probably heard of people who cut themselves even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Self harm. That kind of behavior often is because they're either feeling super numb emotionally Mm -hmm. kind of like billy bob thornton did and they cut themselves so that they can actually experience a feeling or they're so overwhelmed by their other feelings sadness depression anxiety whatever it is that grief that they cut themselves so that the physical pain is so overwhelming that it distracts them for from the internal yeah from that internal pain so 
God. Just like alcohol does or drugs does or Billy Bob Thornton can do to you. Apparently. <laughs> I got to go get a Billy Bob Thornton. It's been a long week. <laughs> I'm going to get a pack of cigs and a Billy Bob. I'm going to get a pack of cigs and a Billy Bob. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I should point out that she did win an Oscar for this movie. for And Best she Actor. won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's, you know, she got some people gave her flack for it for, you know, oh, you do a sex scene, you win an Oscar. But, you know, her performance was great and even the sex scene itself was very tied into the storyline oh um, yeah it was very relevant was terrific just mm-hmm. it wasn't like red shoe diary erotica it was just a hell of a performance yeah absolutely so the next film you brought to my attention which is one i've actually never seen and it was very popular devil's advocate from yeah. 1997 keanu reeves charlize theron and al pacino and al pacino whoa <laughs> That, that was his sex scene. You just heard him off, off camera go, hoo-ah! You said, oh, he just had sex. All done. Yep, all done. So I believe the scene you're referring to is like Keanu and uh, Charlie Theron's characters, Kevin and Marianne, are having sex on the floor. I think they're married. Yes. And they're why married. You, yeah, why don't you tell me what yeah. struck you about this scene? So, I mean, it's the, this is one of those things where like, it's the entire pre-story that leads up to it that makes the scene so erotic. I mean, yes, it's Charlize Theron naked, right? Just like mm-hmm. we talk about Holly Berry naked. Mm-hmm. But the circumstances, uh, you know, it, it just, it, they're mind-blowing. So first of all, Charlize um, is probably the purest of any character in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband, Keanu Reeves, is becoming a swarming law- lawyer as he works for Al Pacino, who's secretly the devil. Mm-hmm. So now uh, Keanu Reeves is like, you know, uh, putting his morals to the side in order to be successful as a lawyer. And she's like, I want a baby. We don't have to do all that. Let's stay in Florida. And he's like, no. So she's doing everything she can to get his attention. Um, She wants a baby really bad. And he just won't because he's too busy. And so uh, there's a couple of scenes where they make out. But in this one particular sex scene, um, Charlize Theron starts to lose her mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Al Pacino's character as the devil is starting to make her go nuts, clinically nuts. As the devil does. As the devil tends to do. Yes. And so uh, as they start to get into it, this is before they have like intercourse. But while the clothes are coming off, he looks at his loving wife as he knew her with like blonde, curly hair, a ray of sunshine. And then every now and then there's a cut and she's got this dark, straight hair. And so her appearance changes as they go into it. Oh. And he he loses control of the sex in a certain way. He still goes forward with it, but you can see that like someone is inside of her acting uh, on on their behalf, and mm-hmm. it's Pacino doing it. And that's what's so like you know the lust, seven deadly sins, the greed, the the envy. It's it's so it's the most carnal thing I've ever seen on film as far as the sex scene goes. Did he seem? Did his character seem to be turned on by her being this other creature as well? He does because he goes through with it, but he also gets crazy scared. I mean, you can tell he gets like almost becomes a victim, but he knows he can't stop because he's like, this is the the doings of the devil. Like I can't, there's only so much I can do anyways. Mm -hmm. Plus he's got, you know, like he's got sexual desires. So he just goes down that road scared as a kitten, Ah. which is crazy. You know, what I noticed when I, I didn't watch the, part where they were winding up I just saw when they were having intercourse on the floor yeah and I went right to the intercourse yeah right, right, right to, to it. it no <laughs> uh, I got stuff to do 
I saw her saying like, Kevin, come back to me. You're, you're not here with me. Like he seemed yeah. disconnected. And I thought that was interesting. And now I think the reasons behind it are clear based on what you're telling me, but that's actually one of the things that is bringing a lot of couples into my office now, mm. um, whether they're heterosexual couples, homosexual couples, um, that one of the people, oftentimes one of the men in the relationship or the man in the relationship is becoming completely disconnected during sex. During and sex, yeah. Yes, so usually more or less in their own words, what the women will tell me or the partner um, will mm-hmm. tell me is we used to make love and now he just fucks me. And right. it's like, I'm not there anymore. Right. He's sort of just going at it. And oftentimes this can be a sign of pornography addiction, mm-hmm. um, some sort of sex addiction or impulse control issues. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, the person could also obviously have their mind elsewhere because of anxiety or stress or whatever. Sure. But when it happens repeatedly time after time after time, it's a symptom of one of those kinds of addiction. That would make sense in the scene. As you already said, Keanu, she, Charlize tells Keanu Reeves, like, where are you or come back to me? Like, you're not with me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, his mind was on his addiction to, to power and success. Uh I just think it's really interesting that they both kind of did it in that scene though, because he looked at her and she wasn't there. Like she, like, it's not you I'm making love to. And she mm-hmm. wasn't because Pacino was sprinkling magic on her. He own. was actually making love to the devil? To Al Pacino. Okay. One could, one could say, so she wasn't totally there either. And spoiler alert, wasn't the devil his father? Yeah, it's an Oedipal thing. It's like the yeah. devil's dad. He's like, have sex with your half, siblings so that you can have the new satan offspring you know oh wow i don't see a whole Crazy. lot of that in my office <laughs> are you sure doctor i'm having sex with the devil who also happens to be my father <laughs> it is great sex but i feel like it just isn't right so, so i'm not what part of it um all of it yes <laughs> all of it <laughs> so larry because you are a very special person I am breaking a little rule that I have here on the podcast for you. And we're going to talk about a scene from a porno. Right. And it's not just any porn. This is a 1970s. Yes. Did you get to see the clip? Did you find it? I did. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This, I watched, it's like a 60 minute film. And I watched about 14 minutes of it. Not because I like, finished or anything and like I turned it off <laughs> because I had had enough I was like that's impressive Noel 14 minutes <laughs> in good good for you stamina very nice so the film is behind the black door behind the black door and I'm not even going to say what year it came from I'm just going to say it's the 70s 70s it's got the uh you know black exploitation feel and vibe to it it's a little grainy it's got funky music it's made i think it's all black actors so this is like the first there were a few white actors there are a few white actors mm-hmm. it's the first first porn i saw where i saw black actors in it i was like oh my god this is black porn i've never seen it i'm identifying with these people that's amazing hopefully not with their acting skills no god no <laughs> but the story i mean we just talked about some legit stories right you know, uh, greed, the seven deadly sins and lust and sex in the moment. And this is someone's attempt to try to give us a good story as to why these two people are having sex right now. And the hilarity of it, the absurdity of it, 
I also found attractive. It's the first time I saw porno where I was like, oh, bad writing can be good in some weird way. So what was the setup for this scene? Setup is this, I'll never forget it. There is a beautiful black woman laying on the grass and we hear a voiceover as her thoughts. And she's writing in her notebook. Clearly she's a serious writer, perhaps a PhD in, I don't know, English or something. And she's trying to find uh, a way to complete whatever short story she's writing. And she says to herself, ah, I have writer's block. And then the camera zooms in really tight on her face as she struggles to find a way to continue writing this whatever story. And then right when she says, I have writer's block, you hear a deep voice in the background go, you need a little inspiration? And then the camera zooms out and you see this giant schlong right next to her face, bears her inspiration, and then cue the music, we're off and rolling. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and the music was so oh. loud, you could barely hear the actors. I'm gonna play a little clip of it for you. Oh my God, I haven't heard this in like 30 years, yeah. I love that she is in the middle of a park in her bikini and she in her voiceover she says I'm a nationally recognized author or writer and she has five inch fuck me heels on <laughs> yes that's there's something about the this is a weird sex thing that like it's probably been a part of all of my life where uh, this falls into the absurdity category where there's so many contradictions, but they still try to at least pretend that we're going to take some of this seriously. Mm -hmm. And there's something with the folly of that that's kind of footloose and fancy free that makes you say, all right, that justifies people having sex and fulfilling these desires because it's just so absurd. Why not have sex? We just lied about being a writer, obviously. <laughs> you know, we just have <laughs> cheesy music. Like sex is the worst. That's the best thing you could do in this moment. It so creates a world. It's the world that it creates is just, it, I've never seen anything like it. So I don't know if you'll remember this detail from watching it when you were younger, because I'm guessing oh. you probably went right to this scene. But there oh. is a very long credit scene in the beginning where they'll say like starring blank and it's it's like Tara C it doesn't even have their whole name ah. and then in between the names there's like close-up intercourse like <laughs> balls and oh, vagina color. slapping on each other and then it'll be like <laughs> Debbie B and then it'll be like boobs flapping but this is the part Larry that I cried from laughing <laughs> Later in the in the credits, it says edited by Methusius Merkin. Merkin? Methusius Merkin? Yes. Oh my god. So oh. for those of you that don't know, oh that's great that you saw that. <laughs> that you saw that. A Merkin is a pubic hair wig. <laughs> you see the absurdity? They do that on purpose. They were like, we know you're watching a porn. I'm not giving you my real name. I'm gonna give you some. You know, that's, I'm just going to keep it all in the world. And the thing you mentioned about the credits, I mean, it's, it'd, be, it'd have been really funny if it was like maybe outtakes or something and like bloopers and they're like, oh, let's do it again. But it just, to, again, seems 
legit that like no one watching a porn is going to watch the credits in this you're not looking for Charlize Theron and Will Smith in the porn to say oh he played that character yeah you know, I wonder just, who the main photog was exactly exactly so they're, they're just giving you some more of that world in between these random fake names <laughs> never forget that oh my god Merkin <laughs> Yeah, I thought you'd uh, you'd appreciate that. Merkin, I and learned because, that from you. Yeah, and speaking of Merkins, there's a lot of pubic hair in this movie. Oh, you were seventies. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the genre. Like, I remember thinking shortly before I saw this film mm-hmm. um, that I was like, I actually I thought that girls had something down there, and that it just wasn't what we have. Like that, there's something that protrudes. It's just not a penis. Because everything I had seen porn wise, it was just all bushy. And I'm like, well, what's the thing? What's in there? Like, is there something out there? You know? So it wasn't until like the 90s when they started shaving that I was like, oh, okay. I, I see it. I see what, what's happening. Oh, okay. You just knew something down there was pleasant. Something down there seems mighty pleasant to a lot of people. And I'm very <laughs> curious about it. <laughs> Larry, it has been the most fabulous pleasure to have you join me today. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Ooh, oh, what would I like to promote? Uh, I don't think I have anything now. There's some, I, if we were doing this next year, I'd tell you about something really cool coming up, but I can't we'll say We'll have to yet. have you back. Let's do it again. I'll come up with three more and they'll all be actual movies and not the very first porn I ever saw. Well, you know what? If I have half as much fun watching another porn that you tell me about <laughs> that you watched when you were an infant, um, I would absolutely go for it. And that, oh, it was special that behind I'm the I'm so door. glad. 14 minutes. You made it longer than I did. <laughs> if you have a scene that it was memorable to you for whatever reason you want to share it with us, you can email us at real sexpod r-e-e-l sexpod at gmail.com and you can follow us on social media at real r-e-e-l sexpod on instagram facebook and twitter larry thank you so much love you miss you thank you for having me oh miss you too take care all right this has been another episode of real sex with dr noel feel free to turn up the lights or not (laughs) 